0: Hi, this is Robin Curtis, and I played Lieutenant Savick in Star Trek 3 and 4, and I played Talara on Gambits 1 and 2, um, The Next Generation. You're listening to Earl Grey on Trek FM. This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash Trek FM. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society, Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Theo
1: Greyhawk. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Earl Grey Flight 329, talking about Season 7 deleted scenes. My name is Ria Giorgio, and I'm your host today. Join with me in the cabin are Joe Keegan and Amy Nelson. We hope you have a pleasant podcast and enjoy the show. Good morning, Joe and Amy. How are you guys doing today?
2: Yeah, do you know what? I felt like I was on a flight there, so I would imagine you've been a... a... Uh, Would you call them an air steward, hostess in the past? Is this true, Rhea?
1: I'm a currently furloughed gate agent. And while I'm not missing having to go somewhere else and be somewhere else, I sometimes miss uh,
0: talking on the PA.
2: Nice. Well, thanks for having me today.
0: Well, I'm just curious, am I midsection or aft section?
2: (laughs) Oh, Amy, we're in first class. We're first class, class? okay. Don't don't even doubt it yet. All the way. (laughs)
1: The only way to fly.
2: Yeah. We've had our glass of champagne and our freshly baked cookies already.
1: That's right, because we are first. Nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a different flight.
1: <laughs> now I'm uh, now I'm missing flying, but happy to be here in front of the computer with you two.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Alrighty. Babel conference feedback. We have nothing current today, so let's get straight to our. Season 7 deleted scenes.
0: So this is a continuing series that we've done. And so listeners, if you have your Blu-ray, go ahead and watch those deleted scenes and let us know if you think that they should be included or not, because we're going to tell you our opinions.
2: Do you know what the most annoying thing about this series is Hmm. on Earl Grey? The fact that you have to use physical media. (sighs) And then they're all across different discs. I know. Like six, <laughs> five different discs, all these deleted scenes. And then the annoying thing about CBS, digital media, whoever they are that make them, is that they have all these adverts at the beginning of the disc. Yes. And Blu-ray players, depending on who makes them, make it really difficult to fast forward or skip. You have to watch through another trailer for Deep Space Nine. Or some other really old thing you've seen a million times. <sighs> That's
0: very true. So, disc one of every season, literally, it has to be <clears throat> eight minutes long. I mean, and I'm trying to fast forward. Uh, that function is not available. I'm like, ah. Yeah, and remember, two seasons ago, another reason why I don't like physical media because I was trying to take the disc out and That's it broke. Right yes Mm -hmm. so thankfully no breakage this time that's good uh but yeah physical media man it used to be the thing it was always okay i'm gonna put in a dvd uh not anymore not anymore it's
2: really annoying it has to be digital or nothing with the exception of maybe vinyl Mm. music on vinyl just because it has that old analog sound and it It sounds kind of cool and rustic
1: well, my mother has most of next next gen on VHS.
2: I thought you were say you were going to say she has on vinyl, next gen on vinyl. <laughs>
1: That'd be cool. That'd be... So she has like entire bookcases at her house devoted to VHS tapes and no VCR. So.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, my mother just this year finally got rid of her VHS tapes, and I'm like, Mom, yeah, because she doesn't have. A VHS player anymore. I'm like, why do you still have these tapes? And they were all the Disney, because she collected the Disney ones for the grandkids and stuff. But oh, okay. sold them, I think, a buck each. Mm.
1: Yeah, I've got two boxes in a closet over there, of VHS tapes. But it's not, um, it's not stuff. It's not like movies or Star Trek or anything. It's like interviews and other stuff that I don't want to throw away,
2: but yeah. don't have
1: a VCR. So.
2: Mm. You should get you should get one of those. You know, you can convert them to digital format and just have them on your mm-hmm. have them on like your computer or DVDs or something, so it's much easier to access.
1: Yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah. I just don't want to spend the money.
2: True. It's always money. Cool. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. So, season seven deleted scenes. We had quite a few of these, starting with the first episode, Descent Part Two. Scene 16, Data talks about his newfound emotions. Amy, what did you think about this one? So
0: this one was interesting. Um, I, for some reason, have Troy. So we know that Troy was there. Data was talking to Troy. And again, Troy doing some counseling. Uh, Obviously, her role on the Enterprise, uh, but it got deleted, which annoys me. And you're going to hear this from me a lot listeners, because it happens a lot, especially this season. So, um, and I also like the, that love is nothing more than the absence of hate and joy is the absence of fear. And I thought that was interesting to have that comparison and the dichotomy of those feelings. And I thought very appropriate to be talking that with Troy. So I would definitely keep this one in. How About you, Joe?
2: I watched it, and then when I heard that line, and Evil Data is saying, "Love is nothing more than the absence of hate, and joy is the absence of fear," and I was like, "Is Data really smart? He knows about these things, and that just sounds like a whole load of nonsense." That I don't, but believe anything about either of those sentences. I think yes, love and hate are opposites. But it's not like the absence of one automatically means you've got the other. Um, Same with joy and fear. They are opposites, but it's not like you travel along away from joy and you approach fear. Um, I think you can be fearful and joyful at the same time in some instances. Um, And you can love to hate things or hate to love things. Yeah. (laughs) Um so yeah no. I think I might delete this cuz that that's those two sentences just struck me as something that data regardless of how evil he was would never say because it doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: Actually I had this one as a keep and part of it was that that line there part of it was Troy doing her job as a counselor. I mean I see why they cut it because it is a little bit redundant but I thought it was really interesting um to show kind of lore's influence over data because you could flip those lines around and say, well, hate is just the absence of love and fear is the absence of joy. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I thought it was an interesting, more from a Troy point of view. Okay. To see her actually counseling somebody on the Enterprise.
2: Okay. So we're keeping it. I'm um, outvoted.
0: Yeah. Troy is the that's, trump card here.
2: <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> Don't mind that. What's next, Ria? Yeah.
1: Same episode, we have scene 56, where Riker and Worf spring Troy and Geordi from their holding cell.
2: Do you know, you never really think about how many scenes there are in a specific episode, but 56 seems like a, a ton of scenes, mm. and that wasn't even the end of the episode. Um, yeah, I suppose we never saw how Riker and Worf and Troy and Geordi all go back to the Enterprise. They just suddenly get there. And this scene kind of explains that Riker and Worf break in and find Troy and Jordi having been kind of mutilated and had those horrible pins installed in his skull. Yet, it kind of explains how they got out and back to the ship. Um, so I might keep it in, but I don't think it added anything this early.
0: Yeah, I agree with you that we get to see them... Escape and get back to the Enterprise because without this scene, we wouldn't know really how it was done. I would keep it sort of for that continuity, but I love how they're all working together like Riker and Worf come, and all four of them, all three of them are helping Jordy out, and just that camaraderie that is shown in this brief I don't know how long it is five second clip that they're working together, that they're not going to leave anyone behind. So I would keep it in just for that. I see both of your points. I, I had in my notes had
1: it as a skip just because if you, had, if you included everything, I mean, we have to assume that somehow they got off the, the ship, and I kind of have no problem with not filling in every single gap. But what you guys said makes sense, and the, the camaraderie, that's another good one too. So we're keeping it. All right. Episode 2, Liaisons. Scene 24 was deleted where Worf is awakened in the middle of the night by Ambassador Byleth, who demands a tour of the ship's arboretum and science labs.
0: This one is such a fun episode. And I sort of forgot uh, Byleth's purpose, right? He wanted to invoke Worf's anger. And Uh this scene, like... He's being woken up at 0, 0500 hours. Uh, so, very early in the morning. And he's just trying to provoke Worf. And again, these lists of inadequacies, I think, are so fun to listen to and just ma- seeing Worf try and hold back his anger. And no, maybe I misunderstood. You know, <laughs> I forgot the time or whatever. Um, I. I just think it's so fun. I see why they cut it because it doesn't really add anything, but to see Worf try and keep his composure, I think you just wanna keep.
2: <laughs> I don't really know if I want to keep it or not. I'm not entirely sure. I think Byleth annoys me to the point where I don't want to watch the episode. Yeah, I know his purpose I know the two ambassadors have different purposes um to find out about the Federation the other guy gets Troy, and all he wants to do is do all the fun stuff and eat cake. Um, and Byleth just wants to see how far he can push Worf. Um, and you kind of feel for Worf throughout it, but the guy just really annoys me, and I don't really want to see him anymore. Um, so I think I'd delete it. Yeah, I'm deleting it. I've decided. Delete, delete. <laughs> it's a double delete.
1: I had this one as a keep just for the space pajamas. And Worf's got those those snazzy space pajamas and those like nice striped sheets and his hair. I'd want to awaken Worf in the middle of the night just to catch him in his uh space pajamas, but I thought it was kind of cute. I mean, I agree it doesn't add a lot that we didn't already know, but just for the space pajamas, I I'd, I'd keep
2: it. I'd swear to take a set of GHDs to his hair and give him nice straight hair. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm secretly envious of his hair because I've got that ridiculously straight hair that Mm. does nothing. Mm. The 70s hair going right now because I haven't had a haircut in six months. (laughs) Moving along to episode number three, Gambit, part one. Scene two was deleted where Troy in her undercover work performing her dangerous undercover work but that doesn't stop her from having some fun.
2: Is she having fun? Because I read that and then I watched it and I was like, Is she actually having fun? or I didn't see it as... I thought she was just playing a role and any time that guy said something, she'd react to it and use her skills as a a counselor and a Starfleet officer to kind of meet the challenge. But I don't think she was having fun.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I saw that on the preview because they do the little synopsis before each scene. Mm -hmm. And I was sort of like you, I was like... Okay, so what was fun about it? And the only thing I can think of was that, you know, Troy was using all of her assets, beauty being one of them. And the part that was quit, or. The part that was deleted was when she said, "Well, maybe I like danger, and she used her seductive eyes on on him, and I thought, "All mm. right, she's getting into character, she's using her assets, and so maybe that was fun for her. uh so I think that's what they're considering fun. I don't know if I would qualify that as fun, but
2: yeah, that's why I was confused.
0: Yeah, the fun thing. I
1: mean, her eyes, she had kind of a fun expression in her eyes. I don't know if that's where, where they were getting it, but,
2: oh,
0: she's just so cute. And that alien is great. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. I'd keep it. Well, you know me. It's a Troy scene, so I'm keeping it.
2: True. I suppose if we were to rank all the Season 7 deleted scenes in order, this would be a low down, so more likely to get caught if we had a quota to meet. I think there are way more deserving scenes that get yes, to stay. Yes,
0: absolutely. I agree with you on that for sure. So what do we have with this one? Keep it or delete it?
2: I think I'm deleting it. I'm keeping. And Amy's keeping it. Rhea. Yes. Yeah, the- <laughs> oh, Sam, being ganged up, here, listen, ganged up on here, listeners.
0: I'm liking Send Rhea it. as a host. I'm liking this. <laughs> Woohoo! Boop, 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 I don't know. Maybe,
2: boop, boop,
1: maybe I'm doing boop, it wrong. Boop, 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 <laughs> this just boop, 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 in.
2: That was the SOS. <laughs> Send help, <laughs> listeners. What's next?
1: In the same episode, scene seven, where Riker and Crusher come to terms with Picard's death.
2: I'll oh, keep. I think there's a lot of heart in these scenes, in any episode where they think Picard has died, and the crew are coming to terms with it. Um, Riker goes into sickbay and confirms... No, the um, crusher confirms to Riker that it was um, Picard's DNA, and so they they come to the conclusion that he's died, and she just looks bereft and lost. So she lost her husband Jack a few years before, and then she lost his best friend Picard now. So yeah, I'm keeping it hard keep.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you on this. I want to keep it for two reasons. Number one, we get a lot of medical techno babble. Like, she's doing her job, she's competent, she's run the test. The test is a flawless, flawless. technique. Yep. Yeah. So, we get this medical side of it that I absolutely love because we get a lot of the science techno babble, but this is what I termed the medical techno babble. And we, I I like seeing that. But the second reason is because of Gates McFadden. I mean, I had two of my notes that were talking about how difficult it was for her to work because she was so distracted and how you could see right from the beginning of the deleted scene that Picard's death is influencing her and, and having an effect. And then at the end of this deleted scene, like you can feel this immense sorrow coming from Beverly. And that last look fading over her, you definitely need to keep I keep it for that because her acting and emoting was real.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's that was my like, note there. My number one note is her performance. It was subtle, but it was so effective. And she was She was doing her job. Here we have another deleted scene where a woman on the Enterprise does her job. Hmm. And I mean, this is season seven. We've already established that there are some deeper feelings between the doctor and the captain. But she still does her job and how bravely she answers, you know, Riker's questions and explains the process that she used with her medical techno babble. But yeah, I just thought her performance was wonderful. Keep it.
2: All right. Agreed. it's kept. I will draft up the email to CBS to have it reinstated officially. Thank you, Joe. I
1: appreciate it. See, we're not ganging up on you. I'm true.
2: Until next one, probably.
1: All right. Till scene eleven, <laughs> where, oh gosh, how do you pronounce his name?
2: Uranak. Uranak. I've no idea.
1: Uranak, the Euridian trader that claims to know how Picard
0: dies, tests Riker's limits. So it's interesting that Uranic, Uranic, whatever, <laughs> is spelled with the first two letters, right?
2: Of the planet, uh, the of planet. the species name, yeah.
0: So yeah. I think yeah. I'm the only one who is following this trend, Um, Amy from America. I'm just saying
2: that mm-hmm. my name fits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me. Sorry. Um. So... I will keep it, but I could be persuaded to get rid of it, depending on your arguments. Why I liked this deleted scene was that it's giving us a little bit more motive that the Euridian, like he's, he's deciding, okay, this is going to be a business opportunity. I don't know. There's a little bit more motive. We get more context But again, I think the story does fine without it. So I'm on the fence with that.
2: Okay, I'm deleting it because I don't actually know what happens. All I remember thinking was I want to try the food because he's got this massive feast on the table in front of him. And I was like, I want to try all of that because that looks amazing. Um, And so the conversation, that kind of interrogation of Uranic by by Riker, I think we saw enough of it. That we don't need it anymore. I just want somebody to make some of that and send it to me. Please.
1: Yes, yes. And that was pretty much exactly my notes. I, I thought that overall the scene was a little too talky. Um, there there was the Riker grin that the alien kind of gave him the grin, and Riker gave him the grin back. I like that. But um, aside from the food, hmm. which I would love to sit down at that feast, yeah, I would delete it as well.
0: All right. Then we're deleting
1: it. Which that makes... Yeah, that's our that's our first deleted one so far.
2: Oh, right, okay. I've just thought of something that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So now they have the replicators, and the um, you have to go over to the wall slot and replicate your dinner, then take it back to your table. I want them to miniaturize the replicator so it just looks like a plate. And you sit with your replicator mm-hmm. plate, and you say, mm, I'll have steak, and a baked potato and then you try it and you're like no nah, i don't like this i would like some i don't know pizza mm, have a bit and don't like it and then just keep on changing it until you find something you like i think they're amazing oh my god i love it i'm gonna invent i it.
1: would never get up there.
2: exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd never be able to get up because you'd be like true <laughs> oh cool Let's, please make this for me someday
1: there's our Earl Grey million dollar idea. You heard it here first. I'm also taking credit.
2: <laughs> Excuse me?
1: All right. One last deleted episode from, or one last deleted scene from Gambit part one, and that's scene 49, where as Baran reveals his plans to raid a Federation facility, Picard tries to save the outpost while not blowing his cover.
2: Um, I don't, I, don't, I honestly don't, I've got notes and I'm like, honestly, I don't care about this scene. I think there's enough of the the really good acting that Riker does. He's good at kind of playing the, the villain role. Now when he first goes on, Bran's ship, it's like he's been turned and he, he punches, is that the one he punches Picard? mind at the beginning? And then Picard, Patrick Stewart being the better actor doesn't play the villain so well. And I think we see quite a lot of that on Bran's ship, and it's all really enjoyable. But I don't think this scene adds much more that I really care about. So I'm on a delete roll. I'm deleting everything. Yeah, I you feel. are.
0: <laughs> um, but I'll go with you on this because I'm looking at my notes, and why would I have written fifteen minutes?
2: <laughs> How much of your life lo- have you lost when you? This
1: is you what it must
0: it? have felt like wasn't listening to this <laughs> one minute clip deleted scene. Um, the only thing I wrote down was that fifteen minutes, which I don't know why now, but it's showing a roundtable discussion where they're talking strategy, and it gives us more context, uh, I guess, as Baran and him listening to his officers a little bit more. But again, I don't know if that's a positive because we know that his officers are going to side with Galen, you know, so having this scene in having Buran listen to his officers isn't really a good thing because it makes him seem like a competent leader uh, where we know he really isn't. So I'm, I'm with you, Joe. I think I'm going to delete it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. We're unanimous on this one as well. It was yes. kind of just talky and not really, I thought it was a little unnecessary. It was fun. I mean, I, I, one of, my favorite part about this whole episode is, um, seeing Captain Picard, you know, as Galen and, and Riker playing the bad guy and then Baran and, and the whole dynamics on that ship, um, I think are just so much fun, hmm. but yeah, I see why they deleted this scene Meh. two in a row. <laughs> All right. Gambit part two. Scene 17 was deleted, where Riker improvises quickly, trying to stay on Baran's
0: good side. <clears throat> Do we keep it or not? I, I think it does That, that is the question. That's it. why we're here. Yeah, it is Famous. the question. <laughs> <laughs> because we've got Riker, who's supporting Narek, and so it's showing that trust growing between uh, Baran's crew and who we know as Riker and Galen. But we don't really need it because the episode is fine without it. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of techno babble about the warp drive and blah, blah, blah. But it's showing the trust that's forming between the two crews. But other than that, so I'm on the fence.
2: I think Riker just seems a little bit too keen to... Fit in and please, and kind of infiltrate them, because he goes from helping the engineer guy, whose name I can't remember. He saves his life essentially, Uh, and then Narek, um, and then goes immediately to Baran's side. Um, And but turns out Picard, Galen has been asleep in his quarters for a while, and Riker's right there saying, "Oh, I'll I'll kind of go get him." Um, So yeah, I, I don't really. Buy it. I think if I was Baran I'd probably have seen right through it. Obviously, I would. Um but yeah, it seemed a bit too convenient, so I might delete it, I think.
1: Yeah, I'll delete it as well. Just more talking and it, more of what we already knew. So I think they'd done right by deleting that scene.
2: Mm, good call.
1: Three in a row mm-hmm. for us. One more from this episode, scene twenty five where Baran learns his Klingon contact has been detained by the Enterprise, and Galen blames Riker while casting doubt on Baran's plan to raid the starship. Deleting it. I
0: am deleting it too.
2: I don't recall. It it added so little that I don't even remember seeing it.
0: Something about the Enterprise and the meeting coordinates... Like, it doesn't add anything to the episode (laughs) yeah right just more talking
2: I watched all these deleted scenes today like a few hours ago and like as a couple from Gambit I was like I don't know if I did I skip that did it happen so if it doesn't have that much of an impact on me I'm deleting it
0: right same ooh four in a row on a roll well they definitely did the right deleted scenes for Gambit part one and part
2: two
1: agreed
0: Alrighty, moving on to episode seven,
1: Dark Page.
2: We can move on to episode 10, Inheritance, if you want, because we're all just going to agree to keep all the deleted scenes from Dark Page. Let's face it. Will I, we? I'm sure we let's will. Let's find out. <laughs> okay.
1: Scenes 43 and 44, Deanna and Lwaxana flash flashback to Kestra's death.
0: Okay, so question. Did you mm-hmm. really see any deleted scenes in this? The only thing that I remember, so listeners remember, we've talked about it before, like it shows the original and you can see that it's in beautiful color and then the deleted Mm -hmm. scenes is sort of grayed out. It hasn't had all of the post-production stuff. And so we're watching this and the only thing that I learned from this deleted scene was that uh, Kestra was in the ocean and the current was too strong And so definitively, that's we know that she drowned. Whereas before, it's just sort of, you know, she. I looked away and then she was gone. Like here, it's specifically saying that the current was too strong. That's the only thing I got from this scene. So I don't even know if that's needed. What do you think? I'm kind of, yeah, on the same page, on the same dark
1: page with you there.
2: I think it's just such a, that whole scene... With or without the deleted bits is just so powerful yeah. that I want to see all of it. But kind of regardless if it adds anything or not, I just want to see it all. Because like we've talked about before, Laxana is an amazingly deep character. And she portrays this grief.
0: Yeah, the emotion's mm-hmm. definitely strong. And I, you know that I want to keep it. I just don't know if that deletedness of adding that the current was too strong was really needed. I don't know. Because we see everything else. Was there more in the deleted there scene? There must have been. I just remember a lot of crying.
2: Why was it scenes 43 and 44? That's making me think there was more than just seeing them being overwhelmed with grief in the ocean currents.
0: I know, that's mm. why it is. So I'll I'll agree with you to keep it because it's Troy and Lawksana. Mm-hmm. Um but out of like this one and the next one, like scene forty-eight, like we definitely need scene forty eight. I'm I just didn't see what was added with forty three and forty four. I might have to go back and rewatch that.
2: Mm, let's do that. Yeah. We'll talk mm-hmm. about this next week.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> Deleted scene follow up. Um, You know, and I'm coming at it from a little slightly, okay, very different perspective because all the crying and emotion kind (sighs) of, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea.
2: Uh, Are you dead inside Uh, like me too? I must be. (laughs) You're in good company. Oh
1: dear.
0: (laughs) What am I working with here?
1: (laughs) Monsters, just monsters. (laughs) In my case, Cookie Monster. But um, so are we keeping this one or cutting it or what's our vote here?
2: We're keeping it. We decided.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Troy's in it. We're keeping Executive it. Executive decision. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, then scene 48, shortly thereafter, Loxana is telling Diana about her big sister, Kestra.
2: And I think Amy already voted keep. keep it. I'm, I'm voting keep. I think he knew that anyway. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's still a lovely scene between Troy and Loxana about details that had never come up before about Kestra. And there's a question the the little alien girl was, who reminded Loxana of Kestra mm-hmm. was played by Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. But Kestra in the picture that Mr. Hom brought wasn't Kirsten Dunst. That was just obviously that wouldn't make sense, would it?
0: Well, it was just a little straight. baby.
2: Or was it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I definitely, for sure, for sure, we need this. And listeners, if you have it, you need to go see it because it adds so much to the story. Like, we learn about Kestra, um, how Lwaxana was saying Kestra was never jealous of Troy, you know, doing her things and stuff, but... Um, just was always a really good sister and then what i loved Luoxana saying is that she and it sort of describes the relationship that her and her husband has and just how much her husband loved Luoxana was that Luoxana asked him to never speak of her and that he agreed ian i guess it is and that ian agreed and now we're seeing the walks on as like, well, maybe that wasn't the best thing for any of us. And that realization is like the crux. That's what makes all of her going through the mental breakdown and, you know, that she almost died was because of this essence of her, that realization that she should have never asked to keep yeah. those feelings and to keep that secret. You definitely need to keep this deleted scene?
1: See, the, it kind of aggravated me a little bit because I want to know why. Why did she want to keep this secret? It's such a, to me, such a bizarre thing. How can you have a, a child and she was, what, six years old? Somewhere in that range. And she dies and you want to forget all about her? That just, like, I can't comprehend that. And so that that kind of colors, casts a dark shadow on this whole episode for me personally, just because the whole concept of it the whole driving force behind the episode is just so bizarre to me and so this deleted scene just kind of aggravated me a little more because it's like you know you ask your husband to never speak of her again and he agrees and why 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 would you deprive Loxana of her big sister and so it again that's just me but i also want to know what happened to Loxana's little brother stories oh wait or to Troy's little brother that, yeah, Loxana gives birth in, oh, in PS9. Yeah. But that's another topic for a different show.
2: Um, I kind of get the trying to bury it idea. That the pain is too awful to think about, so you just bury it away and don't think about it again. Especially for an empathic species, it must be. You imagine all emotions are heightened, so to lose a child, it's going to be even worse. So maybe that's the way you justify it, I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah,
1: to each her own, I guess. Yeah, true. Alright, so we're keeping it. Yeah. So moving along to episode 10, Inheritance. Hmm. This is where we find Juliana tainer and in scene 3, Juliana tells Data about his father, Noonie zoom
0: So... The only thing that I wrote from this scene was that Noonien tried to program him to hiccup.
2: Oh, it's the hiccups, but isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
0: And I thought that yeah. was cute because there's mm-hmm. some things that Data does that you know, like him blinking his eyes, right? And we learned that I think it was season one, and it's like, well, why do you blink your eyes? Well, because I like to approximate human. You know, condition. Mm -hmm. So I like that it's fun, sort of whimsical, as we know, soon is. I don't know that it really adds much, but I like that Juliana is talking to data and sort of reliving those memories. So I like it for that reason.
2: I'm keeping it because it made me laugh. The fact that (laughs) some of his hiccups were imperceptible. And some were so violent. And I'm like, wow, that was some hiccup. And it made me remember about the time I had hiccups for I had hiccups for a good solid two weeks. And I ended up having to go to the doctor to get something to apparently my esophagus was being irritated and to deal with my body's way of trying to deal with irritation was to hiccup as if to try and release something. Um there's nothing my body can do. I needed drugs to to fix the irritation. Um, but I remember being at uni. I was just starting my teaching career, and it was the year you do you go back to uni to do your in Scotland. It's called the PGDE, short education diploma. Um, and nobody sat in the same row of seats as me because they were kind of bleacher seats. So anytime I hiccuped, the whole row would move. <laughs> so I was in this row on my own, and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. But it's like constant, like 24-7 for two weeks. That's
1: funny because I've also had an interesting relationship with hiccups. I went through a a stretch that lasted years and years and Uh years of um, of out-of-control hiccups. Not non-stop, but when they'd come, I could not stop them. And for a while there, I was um, working for my dad in his office, and he would get so mad at me because my hiccups were so loud and people are answering phones and he'd, you know, no, you, what are you doing this? The, the customers will hear this. No, no, no. And he would get so mad at me. And he, he was always tell me to do stuff, you know, to stand on my head and drink water upside down. And none of that stuff works just for the record. That stuff does not work. It only makes water come out your nose. It does not stop the hiccups. And it really only quit about maybe two years ago because I'd be, you know, in my office at work and the person in the next office, you know, would Skype message me like hiccuping again. And, uh, you know, yeah. So I guess we'll keep this
0: one. How is it that all three of us have an interesting hiccup story? Because in my twenties <laughs> oh, really? and thirties, I, seriously, just that time frame, I would get hiccups for a 24 hour period. And it was I, I timed it many times because I'm like, oh, I got the hiccups at 815 and I would have them throughout the day and the night up until 815 the next day. And then I wouldn't have hiccups for a while. And then but if whenever I got the hiccups, I would have them for a 24 hour period
1: interesting i was also in my 20s and 30s at the time so if there are any medical professionals out there listening yeah, yeah. What age was i i must
2: yeah. have been about 29 30 31 yeah. that region when was it 2006 so yeah 14 years ago uh 29 20- i think crazy interesting, interesting.
1: I think we're making medical discoveries
0: here how
2: would you guys spell hiccup
0: H I C C U P. H I C C U P. Oh,
2: okay. There must be a British thing. H-I-C- Sorry,
1: H H H I C C U P
2: H I C C O U G H Like hick cough.
1: Ah,
2: oh, cough. I have I never heard original. that Wow. No. Learned it here today.
1: Hmm. And that's a better way to spell it out loud rather than H I C C U P. So.
0: <laughs> Just got it. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: put on your you know juvenile thinking cap mm-hmm. here <laughs> all righty moving right along yes let's do that in scene b8 data looks to counselor for advice
2: what is scene b8 when they're all numerical yeah, well, i know what does that mean
0: was it 38 i thought that just say but, but 38 a, a no, i don't care
2: but it says b8 on the Does it say B8 on the Blu-ray or 38 and it's a typo on Trek core? Interesting.
1: Except then it would be out of order. Maybe it's Trek BB-8 or scene BB-8 and it's a Star Star Wars Wars crossover. Easter egg. egg. Let's call it scene 8. Data looks to counsellor Troy for
0: advice. We are definitely keeping this one here. Again, we have Troy doing some amazing counselling and it is deleted. Not happy.
2: I don't get what um, he meant by Juliana's interest was unlimited. I don't. I didn't get what that meant. Unlimited.
1: I think compared to what other people's interest in him is, just that. Uh,
2: kind of more maternal. So.
1: And the, the amount of interest. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, whereas she wouldn't have that much interest in, say, you, Joe. Just, True, because I'm hypothetically.
2: True. You're not her yeah. your son. Okay, I'll take that. Um, I'm keeping it in because of the... I think because of that counselling and then Data trying to understand where the interest came from and then relating it back to him and Lal. I think that was quite a nice wee throwback, so keeping it.
1: Yeah, I'm keeping it as well. I like the the Lal reference. Um, Ever since I cosplayed Mirror Lal, Mm. which I can't wait to do again, You know, I have a fond spot in my heart for Lal, so... And and Troy, you know, Troy giving good counseling and a little insight into data's psyche. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Same episode, next deleted scene, scene 15, Juliana talks about the powerful effects
0: of guilt.
2: Amy, what are you thinking? Um <laughs> Are you are you on the same page as me and I'm like um
0: did
2: you did you write 15 minutes ago (laughs) i know
0: i am i am trying to remember what i wrote because apparently the scene is uh not that memorable um yeah completely i guess what i put down was that it's just another reminder that data isn't human because this guilt is eating away but then oh you can't feel that i was like "Mm, we already know data can't doesn't have feelings we're in season seven we don't need yet another reminder so mm-hmm. i uh, yeah I'm, I'm okay to delete this one
2: is this the one where she's explaining that she lied because yeah. there was space on the escape craft yeah okay uh, yeah barely remember it right delete yeah. it easy
1: i'm deleting it as well although in the the context of our deleted scenes it's kind of interesting compared to the dark page the guilt that Loaxana felt, uh, losing a child not by her choice. And in this episode, Juliana loses a finger quotes child by her choice, but uh, that has nothing to
0: do with this episode. Well, but that reason is made clear in the normal run episode, whereas in Dark Page, Loaxana coming to that realization wasn't ever told. So we already know that Juliana made the... Well, yeah, we already know that Data wasn't saved by her. We didn't know the fact that Loaxana asked Ian, her husband, to never talk about it. So I think that's the difference.
1: And I was just thinking more of um, Kestra drowning. It's not like Lwaxana threw her into the right. river. I mean, she, she drowned, it was an accident, versus Juliana yeah. saying, see ya, Data. Yeah. We'll cut it.
2: But did, is that an easier choice to make? Yeah, they, Juliana saw Data as a son, but deep down probably knew that he wasn't a biological son, so it was just another one of Nunean's creations. So it's different, oh, yeah, it's different to losing a biological part of you than right. just leaving a machine behind.
1: Yeah, leaving your toaster behind.
2: Yeah. Super smart toaster. It's really strong.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, I I don't know if I'd live without my toaster and my waffle iron, so those come with me on the shuttlecraft.
2: <laughs> Your waffle recipes perplex me sometimes, Ria, that I see on Facebook. I'm like, what the hell are you putting garlic in a waffle for?
1: Oh, you have not lived until you've had a garlic oregano waffle. They're delicious.
2: I'm I just trying to get my head right. So, do you have potato waffles in the U.S.?
1: Yes, potato yes. cakes. I mean, I don't think they're very common,
2: but yes. It's like the same shape as a Belgian waffle, except there's, there's holes in it. Um, and it's purely made out of mashed potato. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so... I do that with
1: sweet potatoes. Mm, that'd
2: be nice. I think we have them here as well.
1: Yeah, leftover sweet potato casserole goes straight into the waffle So, Ria,
0: what do you put on your garlic oregano waffles? Like Chocolate so sauce. So, I make protein waffles. Mm-hmm. And they're actually... Um,
1: they're actually, I mean, they're they're not terribly unhealthy. It's like oatmeal, and I I use or just oats. I use old-fashioned oats because I like the texture. Um, you know, a little bit of of like pancake and waffle mix, um, garlic, oregano, and protein mm-hmm. powder, unflavored protein powder. That's kind of my basic go-to recipe. But um, I don't like syrup anyway, so I don't put syrup on waffles or pancakes anyway. So <sighs> the garlic waffles, sometimes I just okay. eat them plain. Um, but jam like a spicy mango jam oh. or a strawberry oh, like a, jalapeno a salt jalapeno salt. or something yeah. like that yeah. jalapeno uh, those jam are delicious that on really there good. as well okay yes
2: caramelized yes. onion chutney yeah Ooh, Ooh. joe Ooh. yeah
1: i like yep. it joe <sighs> prepare for pictures on facebook <laughs>
2: oh. do nice. it cool sorry i'm hungry right. i'm hungry
1: recipe book coming That's out right soon. okay um one more scene, deleted scene from this episode is scene thirty one, where after Data and Juliana's recital, Data's friends congratulate
0: the pair on their performance. So I'm gonna keep this deleted.
2: I think Oh no, you I know, Amy, you can't say you're gonna keep it deleted. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> confusing our listeners like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the That's host. Funny. All right. Well, I'm going to also delete this if I have any say. I feel like it's like preserving the narrative that that the perfection that data starts questioning, like we don't need that. And so, after the concert, they're all congratulating and you know, I I like Troy's comment that data plays so well and so expressively. I think that's funny because we know data doesn't express himself emotionally, but
2: which was interesting because I initially thought about like an emotional expression, but then I thought, oh, it's music and the expression is in music is all the dynamics and kind of your tempo and all those things that make music come alive, rather which data could do because it's. It's just playing it louder or softer or faster or slower or smoothly or staccato, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So he's technically able to do that, but which for us brings out the emotion in a piece. Yeah. Yeah. But for him, it won't invoke any emotion. He's just doing it because he knows he does it in us, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Sorry, Amy.
0: And then we see that Data gets welcomed to the family and... I like that, but I don't feel that that's enough to warrant
2: keeping it. So, those are my thoughts. Can I par- can I partially keep it? <laughs> can I keep the beginning and delete the end? Okay. Deleting the bit with Pran tenor welcoming, welcoming data to the family. That bit, and, yeah, just, it seemed a bit disingenuous. Mm-hmm. From Pran's perspective, um, keeping the bit at the beginning where Data's getting all the praise—it does seem a bit strange, but I like it.
1: Yeah, I was—I was the exact opposite there, Joe, because the the praise it just seemed like, it eh, kind of dragged on a little bit. Um, but I I kind of like the stepfather moment there, the, the welcome to the family. But otherwise, I'm I'm okay with just keeping it deleted. Okay. I'm sorry, with maintaining the status quo of deletion. <laughs> Bad influence, Amy. <laughs> well, that takes us halfway through the season seven deleted episodes. We still have another half of the season to go, so we're going to save that for a part two of season seven deleted episodes. Amy, Joe, final thoughts on the first half of season seven's deleted episodes?
0: You know, it feels like there were a lot that I wanted to keep. I mean, outside of Gambit, I sort of really wanted to keep them all. Mm -hmm. And again, there were a lot with Troy, which I was very sad, were deleted. And I like going through these deleted scenes because we all know season seven episodes. They're just so wonderful. And I don't think that season seven is a clunker like so many people think but going through these episodes and seeing what was deleted and seeing how that would add to the story, um, I think is so wonderful. And like we've said previously, we're getting new Trek in these deleted scenes. So that's always a good thing. So,
2: Yeah, I'm on the exact same page as you, Amy. It's always fun to see new content that you've never seen before. Um, yes, yeah, a total mixed bag sometime, like Gambit, most of it we delete. us. I think it's a good enough episode as it stands. a two-parter that we don't really need any more added to it. I um, nursed tons more in the second part that we'll discuss in a few weeks probably. Um, so yeah, enjoyable discussion as usual.
1: Agreed. Of, of the 17 scenes that we reviewed, we kept nine and kept six deleted. <laughs> um, and most of the <laughs> four of those being from Gambit, No, five of those being from Gambit. So, yeah, I agree with you. And it is new Star Trek. And we get to see more Troy. And we get to see Troy and Beverly you know, doing their duties there on board the Enterprise. And a little insight into
0: everyone. So, yeah, fun discussion.
2: Amy, is this the first time you've kept score on a deleted scenes episode?
0: I think this is the first time. Why have we not been doing this before? It takes new inspiration and new hosts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You just needed an OCD math nerd, I guess.
0: <laughs> Wait, no. That, that's... <laughs> that's um... <80. laughs>
2: so awkward.
1: Well, it's been so much fun talking about Season 7 deleted scenes today, but that isn't the only thing that we've been talking about here on the network. Here's what you might have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Literary Treks.
0: Not wanting to be spoiled about this book, I would suggest then not listening now. Read the book and then come back later, and then you can enjoy the whole freaking feature of this glorious analysis that we're going to give this. I shot Jr. Sorry, I, I thought we were getting into spoilers. My my bad. <laughs> I don't know. I just like woke up from a dream. I was in the shower. Um, <laughs> <so>
1: <laughs> the orb.
0: But if you think
1: about the fact that Sisko is with the Prophets at this time and Section 31 is going to try to kill the Prophets, maybe that's a way for Sisko to re-enter the story and play his role in representing the Prophets to overturn what Section 31 is trying to do and to champion that idea of truidic and end the season with that message that religion is fine for those who want to believe it, and it's also fine for you not to believe it. Earl Grey. One of my notes I made on this episode is that Riker is a cosplayer.
0: He likes
2: to put on the native costumes of the planets he goes to. Yes. Ewan, I have started making a a Riker Angel 1 cosplay. (laughs) Ewan wants it for HDLB. Nice.
1: Yes! That was one of my notes as well, was Riker's left nipple. (laughs) Doesn't
2: leave much to the imagination, but yeah. To the journey! Quick snap poll. Suzanne, would you prefer Neelix to cook for you or Chell? Chell. Chell? Zach, Neelix or Chell? Neelix. Oh. (laughs) Oh.
0: I see Leola Root in your future. (laughs) Lots of it. Oh,
2: Yeah. Give me those exotic ingredients. Yes. Shell is my man. I mean, you can have. Na- you, with Shell, you can get like all those puns, pun food items that he made. <laughs>
1: exactly. It would be like Bob's Burgers in space. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad or Apple TV or the desktop Apple Podcasts app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review that helps others to find the show.
0: If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, in most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link.
1: We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners' group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up.
2: If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Earl Grey. That will come right to us and we might read your email on the show. You can also find the network on Twitter and Instagram at TrekFM and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm. So Amy, where can people contact you when you're not shaking your head at me in disgust because I lost <laughs> my place in the outline again? <laughs>
0: every week every week until you do it amy. every week
2: until you do it
0: during the week when i'm not shaking my head you
2: so glad STLV's cancelled that i'm postponed <laughs> and i'm not going because i can't actually tolerate being with amy nelson any longer
0: oh well you can find me over on united federation of podcasts where i host all good things with patrick devlin you can find me on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson and you can find me right there in the Babel conference so Ria, where can people contact you when you're not waking Joe up at o five hundred hour trying to provoke his wrath?
1: well, although that is one of my favorite hobbies, you can find me on the Babel conference as well um I Don't have any of the other fancy social media stuff. You can also find me in the backyard chopping wood after the big storm that blew down some trees. Um, Bring your own gloves. And Joe, where can people contact you when you're not being outvoted as to whether or not to keep or delete scenes from episodes?
2: Hmm. Well, as the one that writes the strongly worded emails to CBS to get episodes, um, deleted scenes reinstated, then I think I actually get the the final say, really, regardless of what we talk about in the episodes. Uh, yeah, don't even start. When I'm not doing that, though, you can get me on Twitter at joeyjoe77uk. You can email me, joepodcasts at gmail.com, or you can get me looking about the Babel Conference. If you'd like to help, us keep all our shows coming to you each week you can become a patron of the network on patreon visit patreon.com slash trek fm that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash trek fm to get all the details perks include early access to episodes exclusive content producer credits and more available through our special patrons website Patron Zone. it requires a great deal of money to produce host and distribute these shows each month we really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com truckfm trekfm.
0: We'd like to take this opportunity to recognize our current associate producers, Norman Lau, Michael Huter, Thomas Appel, Chris Tribuzio, Jim McMahon, Justin Ozer, and Joe Keegan. Thank you for supporting Trek FM and especially Earl Grey. So join us next time for another cup of Earl
1: Grey.
2: The sons of Sung have joined together, and together we will destroy the Federation.
0: Great joy and gratitude. Wear your space pajamas.
2: Let's move on quickly. Say something someday.